I, I've said that all the time with social media because most people obviously will never have a TV show, but yeah. we can all start making content. Agreed. And no matter what your business is, if you have some kind of content out there for people to see, you're going to be able to allow them to get to know you from whatever it is that first attracts them. If you just have a paid ad, a, a genie commercial or anything, they just hear about you. You know, the fact that they can Google you and see content about you um, is going to make the sale and then want to work with you that much better. So I think everybody needs to take the same principle of just get out there in some way or another. It doesn't matter if you're in real estate, if you're a plumber, if you're a roofer, everyone needs to get out there. I, I, I think it's so important in this age right now where you have literally at your fingertips free up op- free opportunities to promote, free opportunities to share. If you're not doing it, one of two things, okay? You don't believe in yourself or you're so crippled by the fear of judgment that it is going to destroy your dreams. Neither of those two things lead to anything good. Yeah. Okay, they don't. Fulfillment comes from being able to show somebody a path to success or show somebody a thing not to do. But you feel fulfilled anytime you're able to help another human being navigate life. And regardless of what your business is, when you can connect with people and resonate with them in a way that moves them, it's important that you do it. Yeah. And I think anybody watching right now, you know, you've watched Ryan, you've, you, you've seen what he's been able to accomplish in his journey of sharing. But, you know, just think about how if you hadn't come across his content, you know, if you've taken action on any of his, his you know, his information, his, his courses or anything, any of his businesses that he's involved in, you have seen a change in your life. Imagine if you hadn't done that. That's the piece. That's the part where I want people to think. Like if Ryan didn't turn the camera on and get loud, where would I be? Mm-hmm. You have the exact same potential. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. So at this point, I mean, what are some of your goals? I mean, like you guys started out with just this business, this Keegley business. And all of a sudden you guys start doing a lot of deals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was sometimes 100 deals a month, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you go recreate your systems into a franchise and everything else. Like a lot of people are trying to figure out, Hey, what's up with this real estate market? What what are you guys telling your franchisees right now? How do you navigate this? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the beautiful thing about wholesaling is that you don't expose yourself to tremendous loss when the market shifts. Yeah. And yeah, things slow down. Like we had a couple of months there where, our volume wasn't where it would normally be, but it bounced back. And it's in fact, it's bounced back in a way right now that, you know, we might not have the same number of deals, but our deals are bigger right now. Mm. And because our deals are bigger, because we're buying deeper right now, actually we're doing better than we would have a few months prior to the market shifting. And I know that people might be looking at it and be like, wow, really a wholesale business doing better than where it was? That's Actually, what you can do right now by taking advantage of the buying opportunities that exist out there. And we're really doubling down on that messaging with our franchises because I've watched, I'm literally watching sellers right now listed on the MLS take half, (laughs) half. So think of that, right? There, it used to be this model where if you wanted to get a wholesale deal, the best way to do it was to go off market. Mm. And the reason for that is 
you would maybe catch somebody who wanted to trade some equity for speed or convenience, or maybe they weren't, you know, all too understanding of what they had, or maybe they just were unsophisticated. Whatever the reason that people went off market, I, I, I it was never my model. So I, I don't really know why, what, what drove people to off market right. real estate opportunities. I've always worked with agents and referrals and wholesalers and on market deals. But right now, if a seller has looking, looking at the market as it is, interest rates are high, demand is plummeted, but you have to sell. You have to, for whatever the life reason is. Right. Relocation, health, a death, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you will take what a willing buyer will give you right now. And if that's half, <sighs> it's half. Mm. And that's the piece right now that I think if you're in real estate, You've got to be looking at these opportunities online. You've got to be going to the MLS and saying, is something sitting here 30, 60, 90 days on market? First of all, why? Second of all, are they really motivated? Let's look at the like listing history and see if there's been like dramatic price drops. Let's look at the language in the listing and see, is the agent showing us any signs of motivation in the description? Mm -hmm. And then have a conversation with the person, find alignment with the realtor and shoot your shot. Mm, yeah. I think so many people get caught up in the narrative that, oh, things are crashing. I can't make money. And it's mm. like, no, dude. No. Like in real estate, you can always get a deal. Of it's course. not like crypto or stocks where you don't really get a deal. Like you, I don't get a better deal than you. Like right. we're, we're both looking at the price today and we can choose whether or not we want to buy it. Right. So you got to be really good at timing it if that's what you're going to do. Or you're just saying, hey, I'm a long-term holder. I believe Apple and Netflix are going to be fine for the long haul, which you're probably right. But today, you're not getting any kind of better deal than someone else. No, you can't call Netflix and say, hey, listen, I'll give you half. I'll give you half price. for your stock price. Right? They don't, that doesn't happen because you're not dealing with emotions. You're dealing with publicly traded companies. You're dealing with shareholders. You're yeah. dealing with all of the regulations and all of the things that keep it standardized and level for everybody. Mm -hmm. We're in real estate. Your tongue will get <laughs> you places. Yeah. And, and you, how you speak. Well, and you can just... Go hunt for whatever you want. Yeah. Like, there's deals everywhere. Yes, sir. So, I mean, for me anyways, they're like, are you going to still buy real estate? I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter what's happening. It's just my buy box changes. Right. Right. So, yeah, the last couple of years, I was willing to buy very thin because I knew prices were going up. I knew I was going to be good. Today, I don't know where prices are going to go, right? They, they could flatline. They could stop. I mean, they could reverse interest rates tomorrow and, you know, we could go back up. Like, I don't know. But I do know I can get way better deals today than I could, you know, six months ago. Right. I mean, I've seen some pricing and some sellers accept pricing that reminds me of like 2016, 2017 numbers. Mm. And I, I mean, you ask anybody in real estate if one thing that they wish they had is a time machine. Yeah. A recession, an, a, an engineered stall is what I think this really is in the real estate game. Right. But an engineered stall, this is your time machine. Yo, get in the DeLorean and go get your deal because you won't find numbers like this again. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, once they start lowering rates again at some point and, you know, all of this passes through, it's just going to do what it's always done. Right. And look at the other part, right? So uh, what does a crash require? It's just a fundamental uh, a bottoming out where everyone's just like, F it, I'm out. We're yeah. done. We're what we saw in the real estate market 
in 2008 was exactly that. We saw a lot of fraud. We saw a lot of people just who shouldn't have owned eight houses owning eight houses, <laughs> right? And so when that happens, of course, you're going to get a massive inventory spike. You're going to get all of this elasticity and people aren't sure of what's happening. And then, you know, you get defaults. You get people walking away. But looking at just, for instance, the microcosm of Phoenix, Arizona, okay, 2008, when the market crashed, we had near 70,000 listings on the MLS. Mm. Today, we have 18,000. Crazy. And it was 20,000 last month. So we're trending down, right? So when you think about that, and this is a tough market, when the market doesn't have the inventory that is going to create a crash, it can't happen. It's literally impossible. It's literally impossible. Yeah. So all the folks that have the fear, I think what they're doing is they're truly buying into inaction. And what they want to do is they want to have a reason to sit still again. Well, people want to make basically indecision yeah. seem like, oh, I'm just smart. Yeah. When it's like, no, you're just scared. Yeah, you're making indecision a decision.